Hey guys, um, hope you enjoyed worship. I, I know that I enjoyed worship today. Uh, I always enjoy playing. I don't get the opportunity to play uh, much anymore. And so when I get the opportunity to bang on some keys, uh, I enjoy that. I hope you enjoy it. I hope I didn't hurt your ears too bad, but I did enjoy it. Uh, if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to three scriptures today, okay? So if you're taking notes, you got three different scriptures that we're going to be getting to today. Uh, the first one is Proverbs 17.22. Uh, that's again, Proverbs 17.22. Uh, second one is Romans 15 and 5. That's Romans 15 and 5. And the last one is going to be Philippians chapter 4, verses 8 through 9. Uh, today, guys, I, I want to talk to you. I, I may get up, I may move around, I may just talk to you today. I'm just going to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, if that's all right with you. But I want to talk to you for a little while uh, on the idea of, of staying on the bright side. I, I, actually, my first uh, name of this sermon was Keep It on the Sunny Side, but I was like, that's a little corny. So uh, officially, it's stay on the bright side, but in my mind, it's keep it on the sunny side. And so um, we're going to get to our scriptures in a little bit. Um, you know, I was thinking as we were going into the third week of, of online services and watching even our services and watching other people's services and their live streams and talking to people. And it seems like right now there is really a lot of fear. All right. And so I'm going to go ahead and get up. Uh, I, I, it seems like right now there is a lot of fear and understandably so. Right now there's a lot of unknowns. There's a lot of things that we really don't understand. Uh, we were even talking about some different sermon ideas and different ways that we could do services. And one of the things we were concerned about is we don't really know enough about this virus to, to make good decisions and, and so, uh, or, or decisions that we feel would be as best um, informed as possible. And so I was praying this week, been praying hard, and I've been praying hard for you guys. I've been praying hard for you guys because I know that all of us are making hard decisions right now. And, and the thing that I keep seeing over and over again is, is this heaviness. If we were in church, I'd say everybody say heavy. And yeah, there you go. You could say heavy right where you are. And, and I, today I, I was talking to the Lord, or previously this week I was talking to the Lord, and he reminded me of something very important. In times of trouble, it's very important for us to look on the bright side of things. And that's what we're going to do today. And so when we were young, we were all asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? Who do you want to be when you grow up? What profession do you want to have? And so for the last couple of years, I've been working really hard, okay? I've been working, I've been putting in the hours, I've been putting in the study time, because when I grow up, you know what I want to be? I want to be an optimist. <laughs> Some of you are like, what is that? What are you talking about? I am naturally not an optimist, okay? It's something that I believe is a learned trait, and I'm in the process of learning it. And and, and so I even, in, in the getting ready for this sermon, I even looked up some pretty, what I thought to be cool quotes about optimist and pessimist. L listen to this. An optimist is a man who sees a light that is not there. And a pessimist is the fool trying to blow it out. <laughs> if that's not an optimist, pessimist, I don't know what is. Another one I thought was pretty good is, an optimist sees an opportunity in every calamity. A pessimist sees a calamity in every opportunity. I may say, hey man, there's a good money making opportunity. Here's a cool way to do church services. Here's a cool way to do this or a cool way to do that. 
and the pessimist, he'll come in and say, well, this is why that's not going to work, and this is why this is stupid, and this is why that's stupid, and you should just quit. And so these are the tensions between optimist and pessimist. Another one I like is extreme optimists and extreme pessimists are usually wrong, but the former have more fun being that way. (laughs) So anyways, my last one uh, I want to share with you is, uh, it's from Grace Downs. She says, an optimist is a guy who figures when his shoes wear out, he'll finally be back on his feet. If I had a drummer right now, <laughs> I thought it was funny anyway. After, optimism comes naturally to some people while, uh, all, while others uh, find it to be a learned behavior. Okay, so some people, they wake up in the day and they just assume that it's going to be a good day. They just assume that, hey, everything's going to work out today and I'm going to be in a good mood and my kids are going to be perfect and my job's going to be fun and my dogs are not going to pee in, in, my, in, my, in my house shoes and all these things. And some people are just natural optimists. Others, we have to really fight that natural nature of being negative and being pessimistic about everything. And, and if I'm being honest, living through COVID-19 does not lend itself to optimistic thinking. If you, right now, you know, you're worshiping in your living room and, and maybe you've got people running around, maybe you've got distractions and you're trying as hard as you can to love Jesus and to worship and to hear the message right now. And, and I feel you, I know how you feel, I know what you're going through, believe it or not. And in COVID-19, what I have found, it does not lend itself to positive thinking. But here's the thing about the Christian faith. At all times, it's not going to be easy, okay? If we allow our emotions and our feelings to dictate all of our actions, then we're always going to be thrown around by the wind in every situation in our life. But that's not God's will. No, 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 no. God's will is for you to have peace and for you to have joy. And in order to move in that, it starts in your heart and it runs in your mind. And you have to make some purposeful choices. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. If we were all being honest, look to your neighbor. If you got somebody, if you're not, just talk to the Lord. Look to tell them, be honest. Be honest. If we're all being honest right now, uh, right now keeping a good attitude is about as hard as finding, wall, uh, finding uh, uh, toilet paper and water in Walmart. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of hard to have a good attitude right now. It seems like times like these, they kind of show us the worst in people. We go into Walmart, and, and of course, we don't know people's hearts. We don't know their intentions. We don't know what they're doing, but we, we go to Walmart, and people have bad attitudes, and maybe we think they have too much in their buggy. Uh, you know, we go through Walmart, and somebody steals chicken out of our buggy. Real talk. Okay, here's a story. I definitely heard a 100% true story. There's a girl shopping in Walmart this last week, and she kept catching people looking at her buggy, looking at her buggy. Well, she turns around for literally five seconds and she comes back to her buggy. Somebody done stole her chicken. Now, I don't know who did it. I don't know how they did it. All I know is that she came back and the chicken had flown the coop. Poor girl, she ain't got no chicken. But, you know, the thing is, is these things tend to show us the worst in people. Now, these things, these times also have the ability to show us the worst in ourselves. Because what we do is we get to a place where we find ourselves being frustrated. Maybe we're frustrated with how we're responding to situations. Maybe we see how frustrating we are and, and how out of control we are. But we begin to, we have a lot of time because we're in quarantine. And so we start looking inwardly and maybe we don't always like what we're seeing. 
And so these times show us the worst in other people. Maybe it shows the worst in ourselves. Even social distancing has us antsy and bored, and it lends itself to negative thinking, potentially even dangerous thoughts. One of the things that we can't overlook in this time of quarantine are those with mental health issues. There are people right now, they can't make it to their counseling appointments. There are people that they need to be around people for encouragement, and, they're, and they feel very isolated right now. And so I encourage you right now, if you know someone and they cross your mind, go ahead and call them, check on them, shoot them a text message. Let them know that they're not alone, because there are people right now, and they're wondering, does, does anyone notice? Does anyone care? Does anyone thinking about And so a a, a fantastic ministry that you can take up right now and make a huge difference in the body of Christ is simply go through your friend list, go through your church directory, and look for someone to check on, okay? And so the truth is this, guys. Even though we're we're pulled into this place of isolation and quarantine and loneliness and, and all those things, and even though we're seeing the worst in people, still, believe it or not, God has given us scriptures to guide us through situations just like this while having a great attitude. That's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy, but I promise you, we're going to talk about some things today. First scripture we're going to jump, do to, jump to today is Proverbs seventeen twenty-two. You know, the Bible says that laughter is like a good medicine. I'm going to say it again. Laughter is like a good medicine. Proverbs 17, says, A merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. You know, it is so important just to laugh. It's so important to have times where you just take, where you literally have one of those what I call belly laughs, those Santa Claus laughs, like, ha, 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 ha. That's not a real laugh. <laughs> you, know, you, ever, you ever meet somebody that has a fake laugh? Like, like they, they laugh at something that you think is funny and immediately you know it's not really funny to them because you can tell it's a fake laugh. I don't mean fake laugh. That's stressful. I mean, we, we need to have times in our lives where we just have a good old belly laugh or we just take time and we, we find joy in something, we find peace in something, and we just take time just to laugh, okay? And so, uh, and so uh, did you know laughter even has uh, health benefits? I'm going to give you some. Some of these are going to be really cool. You're going to like it. Some of the health benefits just laughing has, it lowers your blood pressure. It reduces your stress level. Come on, somebody. How many need that right now? Now, I know y'all been in quarantine, and I've seen all these pictures of Twinkies and donuts and cereal and sugar and all these carbohydrates. Yes, I meant to say that wrong, but all these carbs. So listen to this right here. Laughing works on your abs, okay? And so you can take time and laugh, look you up some memes, and you can work on your fitness at the same time. You can be laughing while eating a donut, and maybe you might still have abs. I don't know. But it also improves cardiac health. It boosts your immune system. You know, we're trying to run from, from as we're going to talk about in a minute, Rona. Uh, it boosts your immune system. It also releases endorphins. Endorphins are those, those chemicals that are released in your body that make you feel good. And it produces a general sense of well-being. Laughter is good for you. And in the middle of these times that we're in right now, it is so important just to take time to laugh, to find joy in something. Because there's something around you. I, I know this may be hard for someone to, to see right now. Because I know that corona is only one thing that's happening right now. I know that some of you, you have lots of things going on in your life. 
Because one thing we cannot overlook is that life does not stop because this virus is in the earth. Now, it may be causing a certain set of problems, but that doesn't mean that you don't have another set of problems in your life. And so what I want you to understand is that you need to sit time, you need to sit down and take account of, of the things that you can be thankful for. In a time where it feels like everything's stressful and everything's tense, I encourage you to sit down and find what you can be thankful for. And, and, and you need to find something that you just think is all out funny. Because, and it may be silly, but laugh at something. Laugh at yourself. Look up your favorite memes. I like to watch pimple-popping videos. I know I'm weird. I like to watch epic fail videos. I know I'm weird. But find something to laugh at. And it's, the Bible says it's good for you. In a time of tension and chaos, find something to laugh at. Paul also prayed, and this is another scripture, Romans 15, 5. May the God who gives you endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had. I'm going to read that again. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had. And again, that's Romans 15:5. So here's what we learned from this scripture. We're talking about the script the, the Bible giving us some directions on how to look on the bright side in the middle of all this chaos and and crisis. So this, what Paul's telling us here, what we see is it will take endurance to deal with all the situations that we're faced with right now. It will take some endurance. It's going to take some long suffering to deal with all that we're dealing with right now. Paul also tells us in the scripture that it's going to take encouragement. This is why you need to find friends. This is why you need to find connections. It's going to take some encouragement to get you through. But that's why plugging into things like you version in our Bible reading and follow us, following us on Facebook and making sure you're on the one call app, man. These are ways that you can stay connected and ways that you can still be the recipient of some encouragement. And then Paul, on the, in the last part of that scripture, focuses on something. He says that God would give you the same attitude of mind toward each other. Now, let's just be real right here, okay? Let's just be very real. People will get on your nerves. Amen. Preach, Pastor. People will get on your nerves. I remember that old saying that says, I got one nerve and you dancing all over it. Okay, and so, but Paul says that we have to have the same attitude of mind toward one another. Okay, so this requires our attitude to be replaced with the attitude of Christ. What this requires is that our attitude be replaced with the attitude of Christ. Well, what was the attitude of Christ? Well, Christ, his attitude was sacrificial. Christ had the attitude of, I'm going to lay my life down. I'm going to lay my desires down. I'm going to lay my literal body down for those that I love, for you and I. It was also accepting. Christ had this accepting mentality where it didn't matter where you came from. It didn't matter what your background was. Christ said, just come. I think about the people who Christ embraced. He embraced drunkards. He embraced rich people. He embraced poor people. He, in, he embraced, um, how should I say, um, women of the night. He embraced adulteresses. He embraced everybody. You know who he didn't embrace? The people who acted like they had it all together. And so we got to put on the mind of Christ. And so Christ was sacrificial. 
He, had, he, he was accepting. He was encouraging. Whenever Christ came around, he wasn't the one that was going to beat you down. He was the one that was going to look at you where you were. And he was going to pull you toward what he created you to be. So he was, he had a, he had a sacrificial mindset. He was accepting. He was encouraging. And he also did give correction. I know we live in a time where we may not necessarily like correction, but Christ was still one that he would give correction. But here's the key thing. Correction without condemnation. How do we look on the bright side? We have the mind of Christ. If we continue with our mindset, it's going to be the opposite of these things most of the time. We're not going to look for the best in people. We're not going to look for the best in the situation. We're going to be pulled toward the negatives in life. And and what I'm trying to tell you today is that that's not God's will. Don't let the enemy drag you into this negative, dark place. No, 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 no. Uh, Pray that the Holy Spirit would replace your attitude with the attitude of Jesus Christ. And so the Bible also reminds us to choose. Somebody say choose. See, I feel like I'm in church right now. The Bible reminds us to choose which thoughts to dwell on. And to do so very purposefully. One of the con- things that we're confused about is that we are victims to our thoughts. We feel as though we can't control our thoughts. When they come, we just have to listen to them and allow them to dictate our day, our hours, our minutes. And it's not, it's not entirely true. Let's read this. Philippians 4, 8 through 9 says this. Finally, brothers and sisters... Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, that you put into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. So here's the thing. No, you, you can't control what pops into your head. You may be watching some press conferences, some new conferences. You may be having some text messages. You may be at work and, and you hear all these fearful statements and all of this concern and all of this worry and these same things begin to pop into your mind and you start taking these things on. I understand you can't control what you hear. You can't even control what comes into your mind. My phone is going off over and over again. So if you've heard that, I'm sorry. <laughs> you can't control what comes into your mind. But, somebody say but. See, we feel like we're having church for real now. Some of y'all are mad at me because I keep telling y'all to say stuff right now. Um, but you can't control what pops into your mind, but you can control how you respond to it. I can't control what I hear all the time. I can't control what pops into my own mind and all those things, the thoughts and the feelings that I have, but I can control how I respond to it. Somebody may tell me, well, the world is coming to an end. And in my mind, I could say, oh no, the sky is falling, the sky is falling, and the sky may be falling. But coming on a cloud from the east, the Bible says Jesus is coming one day. And so what I'm telling you is it's all about perspective, okay? I'm not telling you that there's not problems in the world, and I'm not telling you not to be aware and not to take care of yourself, but I am telling you that you can control your thoughts and the way that you respond to the fearful attitudes that are all around you. And so you can't control those things, but you can say, you know what? I'm going to speak the word of God over my life. I'm not going to let fear control me. I'm not going to let people control me. I'm not even going to let the government control my thoughts. I'm going to make sure that my thoughts are that of Jesus Christ. How do you look on the bright side? You know what? You find something to laugh about. 
And you know what else? You control your thoughts. You control your response to your thoughts. This says that God, that the God of peace will be with us. In other words, His peace will be with us if we think on good things. So we need to replace the thoughts of fear, the thoughts of frustration, the thoughts of fury, uh, the thoughts of expletives. Come on, somebody, with things that are positive and that are good. You know, there's a rule in theology that if one thing is true, then the opposite must also be true. So if we choose to dwell on things that are above and it's encouraging to us, we choose to think on things that are above and those things are encouraging to us, if that's what the Word says, then the opposite of that must also be true. What am I saying? That means that if we choose to think on things that are below, things that are negative, those things are going to dictate our thoughts, they're going to dictate our attitudes, they're going to dictate our life. So how do we have a good attitude in times like this? We make sure we're focused on the right things. We're not ignoring the facts. We're not ignoring the science. We're not ignoring uh, what doctors are saying to us, no. But we are focusing on the idea that we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ. We are focusing on the idea that our hope is not in this world. We are focusing on the idea that Jesus is coming back one day. Remember, today is Palm Sunday. Today is the day that we look forward to the return of Jesus, our King. Our hope is not in this world. Our hope is not in this world. So today, I don't want you to focus on things that are below. I want you to think think and focus on things that are above. And so how can we keep on the sunny side of life? Oh, I put it in there, in the middle of quarantine. How do we do that? When we got Walmart battles, homeschooling, all these things that are distracting to us. How do we keep on the bright side of life? First thing that we talked about is make sure you find laughter. Search, out, search it out like it's water in the desert. Because it really is. Remember, Pastor Jay didn't say laughter is good for you. The Bible said it's like a good medicine. You know, one thing I find funny is memes. And I, I saw one that should be on the screen right now. And, and it, <laughs> I found it to be hilarious. Uh, I, I sent this to a few friends of mine, and it's of Kramer from a show back in the 90s. And one is the coronavirus, and one is uh, people who call it COVID-19, which is me, which this picture makes me stuck up. And, and then you got the Rona. Now I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I got several friends who kept calling this the Rona, and it is hilarious because they are what you would call about that life. And so this is just something that, that I, I find funny. And here's the thing, though. Now, whenever I say find laughter, this is what I don't mean, okay? I don't mean to make light of the situation. What I do mean is that we should bring light into the situation. Again, I don't mean we make light of the situation, but we bring light into the situation. The other thing we do is we focus our minds on Christ and having a Christ-like mindset. What does that mean? I'm going to love sacrificially. I'm going to go out of my way to help somebody. I'm going to be the good Samaritan in my story. I'm going to give maybe some of my own toilet paper. I don't know what kind of stocks you've got at your house, but I'm going to love sacrificially because that's how Christ loves. I will accept. Hey, listen to this. This is huge. I will accept that everyone responds to stress differently and I'm going to accept them as they are. Remember Christ was sacrificial in his mindset? He was accepting. And so I'm going to accept that there are people 
that are afraid right now. I'm going to accept that there are people right now and they're going to respond to this virus differently than me, but still I'm going to love them with every ounce that I can because they're a son of God just or a daughter of God just like I am. I will choose. Remember, Christ was had an encouraging mindset. I will choose to encourage even when that may not be my first response, my first mental response. I will choose to encourage people even whenever I don't feel that in my heart. Because remember, we don't operate by feelings. We respond to them accordingly. And I will correct people without condemning people. I want to stop here for a minute and I'm going to get ready to close. If I could say anything to the church, Restoration Church, the church at large, let's stop throwing stones at one another. We're all doing the best that we know. We're all doing all that we can. We're all responding with the information that we have, with the ability that we have to process it. Let's not fight against one another. Let's make sure that we're fighting for one another, that we are being sources of encouragement and love and acceptance, and we're doing what we can to help one another get to the end of this virus, this pandemic, this quarantine. We're not going to fight each other. We're going to love one another. And I can correct you with condemning you. And so, lastly, how do you get, how do you look at the bright side in the middle of a really terrible situation? I will choose my thoughts. And this is how you'll do it. I will measure my thoughts against the word. If my thought does not line up with the word, I change my thoughts. I will not question in the dark what God said to me in the light. Because you're going to go through depressing situations. You're going to go through dark times. You're going to have dark thoughts. And in those times of darkness, it's so important that you remember what God said to you. And you measure those thoughts against the word of God. Because the enemy is going to try to come in like a flood. And he's going to try to fool you. He's going to try to even take you out. But you remember what God said to you. You remember what he said to you in the light, in the good times. I will choose my thoughts and this is how. I will reach out to people when my thoughts are the best of me. I will reach out to people. If you're struggling, reach out to somebody. You don't have to tell them your whole life. Just say, hey, I'm struggling and I need prayer. In this time of self-quarantine and social distancing, it is vitally important that we know that we have people that are there to pray for us and to love us and to care for us. And lastly, I will... Under, I will choose my thoughts. I will do my best to rest in the love, the affection, and the encouragement of the Holy Spirit. I want you to say something right now. I want you to say rest. How do you look on the bright side? I'm going to tell you, the only way is through the help of the Holy Spirit. I don't know what you're going through today. I don't know how bad your, your situation is. I don't know the struggles that you're facing. But I do know Jesus. I do know that he is like a brother. I know that he sticks close to us in times of trouble. I know that he is a strong tower and a shelter that we can run into. I know that he is good, and I know that he is great. I don't know what you're going through, but I know Jesus. And my question for you today is, do you know? Do you know that he's your Lord? Do you know that he's your protector? Do you know that he's your mediator? Do you know that he's fighting for you today? Because all of those things are true.
I know that right now it's much easier to have a bad attitude, but it's better to have a good attitude. And it's best to know the Lord. And so today, guys, this is what I want to do. How do you look on the bright side? I just told you. But the number one thing is this. You look to the Lord. You look to the Lord. I've said it over the course of the last couple of weeks. Get your information. But man, look to Jesus. Support your friends. Support your family from a safe distance. But man, look to Jesus. He's all you need. Guys, I love you. And I'm praying for you. And throughout this time, I'm going to pray over you. I know many of you have lots of prayer requests. And if you have one that you didn't mention earlier, you can, you can go ahead and mention it again in the comments. But I want to pray over you today that God would help you have a good attitude in the middle of all of this craziness. Don't condemn yourself. Look, I'm not exempt. I've had a bad attitude on different days. I've had thoughts go through my mind. I've dwelt on some thoughts in my mind. And even writing this sermon, man, I was like, man, God, is this for the congregation or is this for me? And then the Lord reminded me that I'm not the only one that's experiencing this right now. And so, guys, I want to pray that God will help you and give you the grace that you need and the peace that you need to have joy, to have peace, and to have a positive attitude through the remainder of this quarantine. Let me pray over you. Father, I just thank you for your grace and for your mercy. Father, you know exactly where we are. You know the struggles that we've had, God. You know the, the mental breakdowns that some have had. You know the, the struggles that we are experiencing, Lord God. Some are financial, some are physical, some are emotional, some are spiritual. God, you know. You know, God. And so, Father, I just pray in the name of Jesus that you would send your Holy Spirit that He would be our comforter, that He would wrap us up in His warm embrace and remind us that we are loved. Father, I pray, God, against negative attitudes. Father, I pray, Lord God, against those negative spirits that would come in and feed off of our negative words and, and our negative attitudes. God, I pray against them in the name of Jesus. And I pray, God, that You would replace our attitude with the attitude of Christ. Father, we need you now more than ever before. We pray for our country, God. We pray for our family, for healing, for restoration, God. We pray for solutions. We pray for cures. We pray, God, that you'd keep us. We pray for the lost, Lord God, that they would find you in this time of trouble. In Jesus' name, amen. All right.